Uh, there was a lot of fuckery and slanting and chicanery. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Episode number 94 here on 9-11. Wow. 9-4. Time flies when you're having a lot of fun or when you're raging. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and it turns way. out you can do both <laughs> at the same time. Who knew? Who knew? See, we invented something. A new, a new, uh, New pursuit of pleasure. A cath- Get pissed and enjoy it. Right. Yeah. A cathartic way to rage. It's, <laughs> I think a lot of people do. I mean, there. you know, there's a lot of people who are not happy unless they're not happy. You know, that whole thing. That's true. Yes. Yes. So it's like you're not happy unless you're raging about something. Which yes. is why it's always hard to find a good quality rage on the YouTubes because, you know, a lot of people are doing it just for the YouTubes and then it kind of. Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse than bogus rage. It's It's always obvious, too. Uh, yes yes we hate bogus rage we will not put up with bogus rage no. No. from any of the trolls in the troll room available at <laughs> trollroom.io <laughs> what's our troll count today i'm so curious because last week it was 90 we got to take a look there let's see uh just we'll start out to chicago shootings 22 shot five killed so kind of a yeah uh, getting them numbers back up there just an average weekend yeah. And that's only the weekend. I mean, that's not like what happened Monday through Thursday. Yeah. That is just over the weekend. We got 78 people now in the troll. We'll see if that goes up a little bit because we're a little over 80. Usually right at the beginning of the show, people are like, oh, no. But the bat signal went out, although I didn't see the bat signal in the troll room. So I posted something in the troll room. But there's all sorts of different ways for people to get the alert that a show has gone live right and for everybody who hasn't gotten a new podcasting 2.0 app just go over to podcastapps.com doesn't even have to be new podcastapps.com although that still works either one do it yeah do it do it do it <laughs> right now do it right now we'll wait for you <laughs> operators are standing by uh-huh we only had operators yeah, that'll all be ai nothing to worry about there but we are chalked full of clips for today's show. We do. I, I know. I was like uh, having a clip frenzy last night. And I was combing through this stuff. I thought, oh, Darren's going to like this. He's going to like that. He's going to like this. It's like so. people are acting. This is good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, you can always send us clips if you see something or hear something you think we'll yeah. like. Rage at planetrage.show. We could do a contest. Who can come up with the best rage? That was one yeah. of the original concepts of the show. And then we, as we figured with most podcasts, people don't want to do any of the work. So they're like, no, no, you guys do it. <laughs> That's right. That's why we're listening. You to know you. what? I'm totally with them on that. Really? Yeah. They're like, we don't want to know. We want no. This We're here. So you can tell us what to be mad about. We had some commies yeah. in the area. If you saw that news story. 
the uh, in the area. Yeah, the Jason, everywhere. But what in particular are we talking about here? The Jason Aldean concert where we had a few commies show up that were burning flags and that kind of thing. Really? And where where did this happen? In Tinley Park, right down the street. I can walk to the Tinley Park Theater from here. Oh shit! I'll be damned. And it's hilarious because they're like, oh, because it's the whole Jason Aldean thing, which is yeah. try that in a small town. They're like, hey, we tried that in a small town. And it's like Tinley Park is not a small town. Yeah. And it's a suburb of Chicago, which also means it's not a small town. Right. But commies don't know nothing about nothing. The ones that, yeah, the, yeah, the, the vast mass, the masses of them don't. The ones at the top um, are clever bricks, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah. And it was not a big crowd. And the police that were surrounding them, I think, was probably more there for their own safety than uh, than for them being attacked by anybody. Okay. And then the police finally just you know came over their little bullhorn and like, well, we're asking you to leave. We are declaring this an unlawful gathering, and if you do not leave in an orderly fashion right now, you will be arrested. And they're all just like, all right, let's go. Okay. <laughs> so much. I mean, at least. What was the head count of the uh, these guys, the commies, if you were to guess? I, I'm guessing like tw- 20 or under, which. Oh, okay. And so and how big is the venue where uh, Aldine was playing? That would fit 15,000 or so. Oh, shit. So right? This is nothing. This is spitting up the ocean. <laughs> these tooches. Yeah. And and I take it's a, a gated, closed thing. So they were just like outside. Correct. In front out. of the. Right. Uh, okay. Where people have to walk by to get into the venue. Right. right. It was less than impressive. Yeah. And then they just kind of like marched down the streets and had just people following them. And okay, I don't know what it was weird because it was a majority of these protesters were young and black or old and white. And it was a very weird combination because there was an old lady that was kind of directing everything. And my wife's like, well, what's that? The, uh, is that the slave owner here? I mean, this is does not look right that there's an old white woman telling all these black people what to do. Hmm. Like very weird. Any Antifa costuming or I mean, they were kind of in that dress, you know, but it was they had some kind of T-shirt on, but it was overall black dressed, you know, trying to look a little bit more intimidating, I would suppose. Yeah. And then they had must have brought their own American flags to burn them and thought that was going to really get noticed i mean it got noticed on social media but that's about it yeah because again hmm. if you have like fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand going in to see a jason aldean concert i'm guessing that means you had a good four to five thousand good old boys that are probably in the oh sure you know 18 to 25 sure. 30 range that if this was really going to get down into a uh into fisticuffs or anything they were yeah. not going to do well no no but that's yeah. what you get in america now <laughs> communism yay we want communism <laughs> yes you know, so Ned, Ned said the t-shirt did kind of look like there was somebody that was going to go on the prices right there was something really weird about the the shirts really i mean communism probably just needs a better marketing team and then they would be doing great well, they're doing pretty damn good. I mean, they've taken over most of this country, haven't they? In a certain, yeah, I guess in yeah. certain areas. Well, shit, they run the government. They run the major corporations. They run the media. What's left? I don't know if the commies quite run 
a majority of, I mean, most companies I think still want to make money in our, well, in on the, uh, yeah. But I, but I think, you know, it's like, it's always the, the whole commie thing is, you know, it's, it's bullshit from top to bottom. And the guys at the top are always insanely wealthy. A lot of people say that, um, Vlad is actually has more bread than uh, Musk. And who the fuck would know him? I mean, who can dig into his right. finances, right? I mean, it might be. Oh, um, and I wouldn't doubt that because he's getting a, uh, the VIG. He's the VIG that right. you're getting for doing business in Russia, pumping up to Vlad. Yes. And their economy I, seems to be doing real well. Uh huh. Yeah. And I read somewhere recently that if you figure in their mineral deposits and just, you know, all in kitchen sink uh, accounting. Russia is the wealthiest nation on earth. Yeah, because they have everything you need to make all of these lithium yeah. batteries and right. uh, a lot of the computer boards and all that. The the rare earth metals are like, we got it. Yeah. So. so trying to cut them off from the rest of the world, you're like, well, how is that going to happen? <laughs> it's been working so good, has it, for Joey and no. Billy and all these fucking guys? No. No, because it's like, well, what? The, okay, you could be like, we're not going to buy this stuff directly from Russia. You know what's going to happen? Russia's going to sell it to China. Then you're going to buy it from them at an even more yeah. inflated price. That's right. And Pretty it's still going to be bringing money in to Mother Russia. Sure. Because that's just the way the economy works out. But yeah. I saw somewhere that they're at the point now where the economic sanctions that the West put on Russia we're having way less of an effect than COVID did. And COVID wasn't all that bad in Russia. No. And it's already bouncing back to the point to where it's going to be like, eh, not even really noticing. Sure. The West really thought they had them with, well, we're not going to send you new movies and you can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah, like, they really were the fucking king of the pirates, man. <laughs> those, those guys could, they could find a way to pirate the fucking moon. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> that really amused me when I heard that. Yeah. You're not getting our filmed entertainment. Oh, really? <laughs> like they still got the internet and it's all there anyway. <laughs> yeah. And as I said, if you, there was the guy, I don't remember his name that was doing the walkthrough of the biggest mall in the country, which is in Moscow. One, a lot of pointy chicks and there are a lot of, all the stores were filled and a lot of people out in the mall shopping and congregating. Yeah. Something you don't see here. And no, ain't North Korea. It's a different no. flavor, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Quite a bit so. Yeah. But let's yeah. see. We are at 9-11. That was what? 2001, right? 2001. So 22 years. It. All right. So I, I wanted to ask you what I'm always curious about people's remembrances of that, you know? And uh, so where were you? What happened? What do you, what do you recall? Was uh, still living in uh, in this area, but in a townhouse. Okay. And I remember getting up going onto the internet and seeing this happening and then just calling my mom and being like, Hey, turn on the TV. You're not going to believe what's going on. Yeah. And it was a very surreal thing as I think it still is the concept that you could have multiple people commandeer airplanes and fly them into buildings. Mm -hmm. And you know, the whole thing was so weird with the coverage of George Bush, the younger, sitting in that classroom mm. and having somebody go up and whisper to him. And it's like, ooh, I would like to know exactly what uh, 
what that message was because he did a pretty good job. I mean, and Bush from that point on, whether you like him in any other aspect, rallied the country. And we had a brief honeymoon period in the United States where people were nice to each other for a while. Yes. And that's so far gone now. It's amazing. I mean, and it's been gone for a long time. But yeah, the, uh, the nothing unifies a group like a common enemy. But that only lasted for a couple of months or something, I guess. And it kind of well, because the apart. left found a new enemy to push. Yeah, including George Bush the younger. Mm-hmm. We him and Trump, he and Trump both got very similar reactions from the left, yeah. and it always it always made me laugh because. It all started out with, huh, this guy's a buffoon. Oh, this guy's a moron. Oh, my God, this guy's so stupid. And then somehow that morphed into uh, the evil genius, which I don't get it, but that's the left playbook, I guess. Sure it is. Yeah. If you can't belittle them and get them to lose their mojo, lose their power, if you can't belittle them and do that, then you have to start being like, oh, wait, no, we were wrong. They're not buffoons. They're really smart and evil, and we have to rid the world of them. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good playbook. Yeah, but, you know, he lost me at uh, the uh, the PowerPoint with uh, Colin Powell of the, <laughs> the fucking weapons of mass destruction. Holy shit. I mean, I remember watching that and, and just my jaw dropped. It was so idiotic. It was so simple. It was so clearly bullshit. Um. And that's when uh, that's when I kind of uh, turn my back on on George, you know. Yeah, you'd like to know who was in on that and who believed it, because I think there were enough people and Bush, maybe one of them, that believed that there. Hey, obviously there are weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and there probably were at some point, but nobody's ever gotten a good roadmap shall we say of if they were there what happened because there was a lot of well maybe they trucked them to syria or maybe they're hidden underground maybe there's a bunker somewhere and after all of it was said and done after the country was invaded after saddam was found hiding in a hole nobody ever came up with paperwork anything which showed okay now we understand you know he he had them two years ago but then they were all moved wherever i don't think he ever had them um well just a big bluff total just a bullshit just a a scam for a reason to invade and do some nation building and blow three trillion bucks um you know it it could have been a scam from the saddam regime to keep people out to think that oh we've got the we got the goods well i mean he did promise uh america the mother of all battles and you know he and he kind of delivered that yes not for 20 fucking years i know <laughs> so and he didn't need any weapons of mass destruction did he no he didn't no just oh, psyops so, so we are just, great at falling for psyops psyops but again it was you know it was it was house to house warfare it was guerrilla warfare urban warfare and um you know we didn't win and um it's just but but that presentation was so clearly idiotic bullshit i remember just looking at my wife and go is he fucking kidding i mean is this like it was like watching some saturday night live parody of powell the, the bullshit that was spewing from that guy's face was so fucking insulting it was, it was incredible well it certainly seems like uh, looking back 
that, you know, we need a reason. So we got to give a reason. Right. That's exactly what it was. Here's we need a reason. Here's the reason. Yeah, it's a bullshit reason. We know it. If you're dumb enough to swallow it, thank you very much. But if not, we're fucking going in anyway. (laughs) That's what they did. Right. And maybe George W. the Younger was dumb enough to buy it. I don't know. It's it's, again, we don't have any. We don't know. Real evidence there. And again, for bringing the country together, he did a fine job. I do give him major props for going out to the next game that the Yankees played, which was just a few days later Mm. and going out there and throwing out a first pitch where he had to have like 50 pounds of bulletproof armor on and still threw a strike, which is pretty impressive. Well, he was, we owned a baseball team, didn't he? Yeah. He was kind of a, the Rangers for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and he did visit the, uh, the site he went to ground zero and he was unmasked and there was still a lot of fucking debris in the air even then so yeah you got to give him some props for that yeah when we got uh an autograph on one of his books he was in town i told him i thought he'd be a great choice for the uh, baseball commissioner at the time and he just looked at me he's like why would i want that headache <laughs> like that's a good point i understand that it, <laughs> why would you need that headache rightfully so but baseball's gone downhill unfortunately yeah. since then mm-hmm. But it's yeah. uh, it is still a very strange world because we are so much d- more divided now. Oh, but I guess the real question is, and I know you've got a few clips. Uh, how much of the nine eleven was a psyop? I mean, obviously buildings came down, but there's still people that will question greatly sure. what happened and who was involved. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when it comes to the Saudis and the flights that were allowed to leave and people that had right. to be rounded up and thrown out of the country as quick as they possibly could. Mm. There are still a lot of questions, and this is no different than almost any large event in the United States. You have a take on the Secret Service agent that was working alongside JFK when he was shot, which all of a sudden is coming out with, mm, you know, my story's a little different. Yeah, the uh, the stray bullet on the seat back of the Lincoln. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's interesting to see how this stuff can swerve even uh, decades later. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I th- it, it's, it's, there's kind of a funny thing that, that we tend to do, or I know I tend to, is people, are, you, know, you have your 9-11 truthers, you know, who come up with these unbelievable theories of everybody was in on it and bush was in bed with bin laden and you know it's just fucking insane um and then you have the others that are on the complete side of the the official government story and my opinion is just as with the jfk assassination and most things of this nature the truth lies somewhere between the two right and the fact is we don't know the entire story you know was it an inside job i i highly doubt it it's really you know but some things don't quite pencil out when you look at them right right it's but if it was an inside job it's like you're now trying to get people to believe that the folks that were involved were so good at keeping secrets that no evidence came out but absolutely you know and this first came to me one of my first dates i went to, to see some james bond movie with this chick and uh you know, there, there was a formula. It was always the same thing. You know, Blofeld's got this fucking fabulous hideaway and he's going to blow up the world or steal the nukes, whatever the fuck it is. And the, and the Blofeld Spectre hideaways were like incredible. I mean, they, they were just something that, that Musk's money could barely handle, right. you know. 
And um, we're watching this shit, and she turns to me. She goes, don't the guys who build that shit talk? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and there, there, there you have it, you know. You know how 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 even the probably the, the biggest conspiracy ever pulled off by the u.s was the the atom bomb thing and still they got people fucking ratted them out and talked rosenberg's others you know there's, there's it's impossible to keep a secret too long especially when it's a spread amongst a bunch of people my god that's true you're uh your construction workers that built your bunker come on yeah yeah somebody's gonna say something uh-huh so. That's that's why fiction is sometimes better than reality, but reality is uh, it's definitely seeming a lot more like fiction. Yeah, true. Now, I know you've got a few 9-11 clips. We should probably start there since it is sure. 9-11. Since it is 9-11, indeed. Um, what should we start with? Do you have any of those or they're all from my? They're <laughs> yours. You've got all mine. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, I think we could probably start with. Um, there's three in sequence that I found kind of interesting. And when I was looking around for these things, the first one, the first one I stumbled on was one of these shorties. I guess it's like Perline from TikTok or something. It shows up on YouTube, but it's just a vertical right. uh, perspective. And they're usually pretty brief, you know. And um, this guy, this guy looked like the, the act actually fucking meme guy. Oh, boy. Guy. He looked like that guy. And I heard him talk. I thought. You've no idea what the fuck you're talking about, he, but he was talking with total authority. So it's a, it's a quick clip. And then the next one uh, about Silverstein is it's, it's, it's sequential. So let's start with nine 11. Number one. We'll do. And were you in uh, New York at the time or had you already I was, escaped? I was gone from New York by then for hmm, about 10 years. But that said, I spent a lot of time in those buildings. I had clients in the world trade towers at uh, his credit Swiss bank at uh, the port authority. So I knew a lot of people down there. I was always going down there and there was uh, it was, it was, it was an amazing place. I mean, it was, it was the only, it was, it was the only buildings in New York that had their own subway stop, you know, and um, they were the, the scale of them. The, the massivity of them was just beyond comprehension. It was, it was, it was a, they, they were so fucking huge. The, the elevators, when you get in an elevator, and I've been in elevators in many skyscrapers, these elevators would probably have held, I would say, at least 100 to 200 people. Wow. Okay, each one of them. They were massive. And then you'd start going up, and there were all, there was, I don't know how many elevators, there were a bunch of elevators, and there was more than three or four. And once you'd get past about floor 30 or 40 or 50, the fucking thing would start to practically bounce off the sides of the shaft. Because it was going so fast or just I don't know. Uh, I never got an explanation for that, but, but it would really rock and roll left to right. And it was very unnerving, very unnerving. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, I knew kids, I, I watched those things being built as a kid. And I had friends whose fathers were in the construction crew. And so and there's all, all kinds of variances of opinion, as, as you'll hear when we get to the uh, Trump clip in a bit. But some people said that they were shoddy shit construction, that the design was called slab something. But, 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 every, but long before 9-11, long before that, people would say that, well, if something ever happened, like an earthquake, whatever, to, the, to those buildings, they would fucking pancake, which is exactly what they did. Right. Okay, um, but on the other hand, like I said, in a couple of clips from now, you're going to hear Trump have a completely different view of that. And well, you know, well, yeah. But. And with the, I mean, I know nothing about architecture and all the things, the building materials and that. 
but we've seen buildings falling down in Miami that Mm. different corrosive environment, but buildings that are nowhere near as large, but the, the skyscrapers, I mean, as a kid, I never thought twice about that because we have, you know, here it's still the Sears tower. I don't care what it's called now. The Hancock Center, you'd go up, you go to the observatories. You know, there was a restaurant up on the 95th floor of the Hancock Center, maybe still is. And never thought twice, like, wow, this isn't safe. Yeah. As, you, as you get older, you you start doing the math more like, you know, how old is this building now? Uh, how was it constructed? Uh, what could possibly go wrong? And uh, you well, learn that things are not impervious to bad things happening no they're not but it's certainly um the twin towers were the first buildings to be hit by planes i don't know about luxury liners right but there was you know i think it was a fair size i think it was more than a a piper cub or a two-seater i think it was a you know maybe like a commuter sized plane something some aircraft hit the empire state building i think in the 40s and basically it just it was like a bug in a windshield right (laughs) it's fucking slid down the side <laughs> the it, building went. What was that? <laughs> Just, it all you know. depends on uh, the miles per hour and the weight of the uh, the the weight of the plane. Could be, yeah, yeah. So it, it had almost no effect on the on the Empire State. Which, by the way, that was a fascinating. When you look at these construction projects that go on forever, the Empire State Building, which reigned as the the tallest one in the world for a long time, was built in exactly one year, which is pretty amazing pretty fucking amazing especially in new york yes the weather's not nice all year round no it's not there are unions all kinds of shit but they got that done in one year and you know it wasn't that it was far from the most attractive like the chrysler building is the other sort of needlepoint thing and you know i've been in both many times and the chrysler building is jaw-dropping inside it says art deco palace and uh the empire state building is just tall you know it's not much else to be said for it but yeah hey it's a start it's a start. Yeah. But here's clip number one. Clip number one. Hey, so this is a reply to a video, a comment on a video I did back in 2016 about the 9-11 truth movement and uh, basically debunking a bunch of major claims about it. And Building 7 is one of the ones that comes up quite a bit because uh, essentially there's been a lot of misinformation Stop. out on conspiracy. There's that keyword. Yeah. Keyword. Exactly. Code. Where as soon as I heard that, my hackles went up. I thought I'm about to get bullshit sprayed in my face. Fake news. <laughs> the M word. Absolutely. So, yeah. Out on conspiracy videos like Loose Change about uh, the condition of Building 7 and things said about it. Um, building 7 collapsed because of the debris from the North Tower, uh, destroyed about 25% of the building and did a bunch of uh, severe structural damage. Plus, it led to another really intense fire. Uh, the whole pullout thing, uh, which people say was a term from demolition, and it very well might be, but it's also a term that firefighters use to basically uh, call it and abandon a building if it's too far gone. Hopefully that answers your question, but I somehow doubt it. <laughs> okay. What he's referring to is uh, there was a pretty good documentary um, some years ago about the whole thing. And they actually, they really laid a lot of the blame at the feet of the FBI, um, who apparently had uh, kind of the information they needed to stop it, but somehow, maybe not deliberately, but just screwed the pooch and <laughs> didn't. <laughs> yeah, with the uh, with the knowledge we have now of a lot of things that happened since then, uh, the FBI yeah. maybe is not such a great organization. Oh, no, not at all. 
Um, so anyway, what he's talking about is, so it was this documentary that explored many angles of, uh, of that day. And they had an interview with this guy named Larry Silverstein, who was probably wealthier and a, a more famous, not more famous, but more, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More prestigious. I don't know what prestigious, but ubiquitous. Okay. He probably had more real estate around, around uh, Manhattan than Trump did. Okay. And Silverstein owned the fuck. He had just bought the world trade centers uh, and, and uh, building seven. And there's an interview with Silverstein sitting in his sumptuous office talking about this. And he talks about building seven and you can, you, if you want to play that second clip, you can hear what he says. And then we're going to go back and look at what uh, Mr. Actually just said for contrast. And, I said, you know, we've had such a terrible loss of light. Maybe the smartest thing to do is this pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull. And then we watched the building collapse. Okay. So the inference that they wanted you to take away from this, from this clip of Silverstein speaking is that he was somehow, somehow, somehow you know, a Blofeldian evil genius who fucking hit a switch and Building 7 collapsed. I don't believe that for a second. I mean, the guy, the guy's massively wealthy, tremendously successful businessman. And even if he did, would he be stupid enough to say something like that right. on fucking camera? I mean, it's just, it's preposterous. You know, that said, I, I'm kind of in Adam's camp about building seven. I think uh, there wasn't anywhere near enough damage or anything else to make that thing collapse the way it did. It just does not pencil out. And I think in anybody's book. But this fucking actually guy spoke ex catheter and he didn't even get his quote correct. He said, pull out. No, pull out. That's from porn movies. Okay. <laughs> a little different. La- a little different. Larry Silverstein never said pull out. He said, pull it, which is a demolition term. No question about that. It is. So it's like, hey, hey, dumb fuck. If you're going to play um, know it all, at least get the verbiage right. Quote the man correctly. And he did not. Well, this is the Internet. This is the Internet. Yes, it is. And these are the kind of arguments. And this is for people that don't like to do any of their own homework. They love mm-hmm. watching videos like this for people that say things that they want to believe. And they go, yeah, yeah, this guy said it. It must be true. Right. They're they're mouse clicking researchers. That's as far as they go. Which, I mean, I get it way easier. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> way less work. I mean, I can't believe yeah. that somebody has not done multiple tests on scale models to figure out the way that the buildings collapsed on that day. But I've never seen anybody do that. I've seen some. I have. Did yeah. they prove that what we saw in uh, reality there's, was? There's, there's, you know, it depends on who's, uh, whose shtick it is. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So some are like, obviously, this was exactly how it happened. Because, look, we proved it. And then there are people like, well, nope, that didn't happen at all. The way we did the, right. the test. Yeah. Now, the next clip, clip number three, is, is Trump, um, and he has a different perspective on it, which is pretty interesting. And you got to say, you know, more than, a lot more than Mr. Actually, <laughs> I, think the, I think that Donald probably knows something about construction. I think he would have to. Yeah. You know? um, so he's, you can hear what he has to say, and it's, it's pretty fascinating. Well, it was an architectural defect. You know, the World Trade Center was always known as a very, very strong building. Don't forget, that took a big bomb in the basement. Now, the basement is the most vulnerable place because that's your foundation. And it withstood that. And I got to see that area about three or four days after it took place because one of my structural engineers actually took me for a tour 
because he did the building. And I said, I can't believe it. The building was standing solid, and half of the columns were blown out. I mean, so this was an unbelievably powerful building. Uh, if you know anything about structure, it was one of the first buildings that was built from the outside. The steel, the reason the World Trade Center had such narrow windows is that in between all the windows, you had the steel on the outside. So you had the steel on the outside of the building. That's why when I first looked, and you had big, heavy I-beams. When I first looked at it, I couldn't believe it because there was a hole in the steel. And this is steel that was, you remember the, the width of the windows in the World Trade Center, folks. I think, you, you know, if you were ever up there, they were quite narrow. And in between was this heavy steel. I said, how could a plane, even a plane, even a 767 or 747 or whatever it might have been, how could it possibly go through the steel? I happen to think that they had not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously. Stop. I just can't how about that? Now, I've, I've frequently heard the controlled demolition thing. That's very James Bondian, you know, guy sneaking in there at night and packing it with fucking C4 dynamite, right. whatever. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, the bomb, you know, so what do you mean by those bombs in the nose of the plane or because it is, it was hard to believe the way those planes did sort of penetrate their targets, be it both the, the trade towers and the Pentagon, you know, they're not, it's fucking, you know, really, um, go wrap on the, on the, on the, on the tube of a, of a, any commercial aircraft. It's, it's about the same as a fucking car. Right. It's, oh, yeah. It's not tough stuff. You know, it's saran wrap, really. A oh, couple yeah. layers, or, uh, Reynolds wrap, a couple layers deep, you know. So for this to fucking just ram through the steel on the side of that. Uh, and I know what he's talking about. Yes, those I've been in there many times. The, the windows are very narrow and there was a fuck ton of steel. It was basically, it was in a steel cage. So he's not lying there. Which, yeah, if there were bombs involved. That's different. Yeah. And you would think, though, that that would have to be something that was in the building existing, not in the airplane, because, as you said, where are you going to put it in the nose of the plane? You don't have access to the nose. Right. If you're able to uh, those planes, the nose is just packed with electronics gear. It's all it's in those things. So the best you could really hope it would be to have it in with the luggage. Yeah. Which now I guess if you knew that the plane was going to be able to breach the building then even being inside if you had somebody at the point of impact you know pressing down on a switch that set something off maybe maybe but still not really easy to uh, to believe that that would happen although i mean you look at uh what happened to the guy from the Wagner group? And, uh, you know, you, Oh, it was a, it was a case of, uh, it was a case of fine wine or something that was put on and obviously enough to blow the thing into a uh, smithereen. So, I mean, I don't know how much oh, I hadn't of, heard. So that's what they traced it to <laughs> a gimmick to a case of wine. That was the original story. I don't know if anything wow. more has come out. It was probably Vlad probably sent his buddy a nice, uh, yeah, <laughs> have some, have some nice vino, you know, Vlad gets shit done. Uh-huh. I say that. Yeah, you can say a lot about different leaders, and he has like an eighty percent approval rating now in the uh, USSR. Oh, yeah. So they love him. They love him. There, there, there is that. Yeah, we'll go back to the Donald. Let's hear. Him. Not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously. Because I just can't imagine anything being able to go through that wall. Most buildings are built with the steelers on the inside around the elevator shaft. This one was built from the outside, which is the strongest structure you could have, and it was almost just like a uh, like a can of soup. 
You know, Donald, we were looking at pictures all morning long of that plane coming into uh, building number two. And when you see that uh, approach the the far side, and then all of a sudden, within a matter of a millisecond, the explosion pops out the other side. Right. I just think that there was a plane with more than just fuel. I think, obviously, there were very big planes. They were going very rapidly because I was also watching where the plane seemed to be not only going fast, it seemed to be coming down into the building. So it was getting the speed from going downhill, so to speak. I mean, I do like that he says going downhill by meaning descending, but yes. okay, okay. Okay, he's not an aviator. No, this is true. <laughs> uh, it just seemed to me that to do that kind of destruction is even more than a big plane, because you're talking about taking out steel, the heaviest caliber steel that was used on a building. I mean, these buildings were rock solid. And, uh, you know, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing thing. It's, this country is different today, and, and it's going to be different than it ever was for many years to come. Very profound statement and very true. Hey, that guy's got the radio pipes. Oh, yeah, he was, a, uh, he was an anchor on, the, I think, the NBC affiliate in New York. He was good. Yeah. But it is an interesting concept, knowing the weight of the plane as opposed to the weight of the building. Yeah. And here we are 22 years later, and we still don't have a good yeah. definitive answer. Yeah. We don't, and we probably never will. And there's, there's so many... Um, so many entities, so many nefarious entities between us and the truth. I mean, what the fuck, really? Well, and the Internet has just made these things so much easier to be able to get right to the information you want and make sure that it's totally truthful <laughs> and accurate. Yeah. No, it's never going there. I mean, you make the case that back in the day when there was a media although there've always been people that have been able to print their own little rogue newspapers and all of that but when there was a business model that relied upon the truth and accuracy and i'm not saying you never had propaganda cuz you did mm-hmm. but there was i believe a majority of the journalists back probably before our time maybe even when we were growing up that made sure the story was right or at least got multiple people to confirm it before running with it. Now you just have any Yahoo that gets a podcast like us or goes mm-hmm. on YouTube and says, well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Yes. But I think even in the halcyon days of print journalism, uh, there was a lot of fuckery and slanting and chicanery and proof positive would absolutely be Billy Randolph Hearst. You know, he was, he was the king of the newspapers. He, he was top dog. And his fucking, his editorial was riddled with bullshit. He bent the news to suit himself. Well, because there was money in it. Yes, there was. And, and, and his editors and writers knew damn well they better print what, uh, what Billy says or they're going to be out of a job. And that system has just gotten worse yeah. and worse and worse. And I, I don't see that as ever coming back. I mean, the fact that. No. The newspapers don't have employees anymore. Right. The television networks have the talent. They have the people that talk, but they're not the people that are getting the story. No. Which is also very bad. Yes. When the person that's telling you the story is not the person that researched the story, it's like that. You're just asking for problems. Mm -hmm. 
many, many, many problems. Yeah. Now, since you didn't pull a clip from this guy, I pulled one from Scott Lobito. All right. I, you know, I looked, I didn't find so good for you. I couldn't find anything I thought was there, but good. Glad you did. Cause we love having Scott. Well, he's going on for a few minutes and I'm like, Oh, this will be a good time to, uh, this will be a good time to test out all of these audio plugins and that, because we know Scott's audio quality is not, uh, is not always the best. We ran, we ran it through the best of the, let's take away the noise. Let's get rid of the ambiance around him and let's level his voice because he likes to turn his head while he's talking. And I thought it was interesting. The most recent stuff he was talking about was some vodka bottle that he had designed. It's a, I gotta say, I want that bottle. It looks cool. He he is a fucking great artist. He really is. I mean, I've seen so much of his stuff, never in person, but online. And I always think, wow, he's really good. Well, you can go over there having some kind of thing where you can kill sign the bottle. Yeah. Now that would be a that would be a bonus episode of that Larry show that everybody would tune into. You're right. I'm not that far away now. Come to think of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. The interview <laughs> with Scott Labide. The interview with Scott. <laughs> and a bottle of vodka. Signed. But this was uh posted just a couple of days ago and it's long, so I mean feel free to interrupt. But this again is him laying out why he thinks people, even if they're Democrats, should vote for Donald Trump. And I thought it was an interesting take. Which it usually is. Yes. The Republicans, the Democrats, the independents, and even those who do not vote. Those of you who hate Donald Trump and those parties, you need to understand. You need to just think, just think, right? Hear me out on this one. Okay, I'm not going to be mean. Hear me out on this. You don't have to love the man. See, you don't like his personality. That's all it is. You think he's a racist the way he talks. You don't like his tweets. You don't like his hair. You don't like his smirk. You don't like the man's personality. But think of how selfish that is. Self, selfless. Selfish to your own self, to your life. Your home, your mortgage, your children, Stop. your workplace, your guest. What the hell was he saying? Selfish to yourself? I couldn't understand what he was saying. I think so. I think it's like you're being selfish. It's not like he was eating a wad of bread or something. He's, <laughs> I think he might have been. What the fuck? You know, he's not really. He's not a podcaster. He's just like, I'm making a video. I'm having a nice pizza pizza or something really? here. What the fuck? That like, <laughs> and let me tell you, I just I'll keep saying it. Let's see if we can hear that a little better. Personality. Yeah. But think of how selfish that is. Self, selfless. Doesn't it sound like he's saying delfish? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe some of this uh, processing was was a little too much. A little overkill. Could be. Yeah. To your own self, to your life, to your home, your mortgage, your children, your workplace, your gas tank, your nephew who's taking fentanyl. You got to, you know, get a scale and just look at it and put both of those things. You don't like them because of his personality, but how things were when he was president and how they are now. And you got to make a right decision. You got to eat some crow for four years. That's it. Four years goes by like that. Stop. Now, this is, see, Scott always has kind of a disconnect. It, like, if you're trying to curry favor with the opposition, 
you don't you don't sugarcoat the pie by telling him you have to eat crow for four years <laughs> for, for four fucking years yeah no, but it'll go no. by fast larry don't worry <laughs> just got to do this for four years what is yeah. four years that's nothing yeah oh no <laughs> Like, no, it's like, I'm with you on the, it'll make your life better. Were you right. better off under right. Trump? He was doing great. He was doing great up until then. Don't say you got to eat crow. For four years. Right. Now you can say you also have to eat a little crow for a short period of time. But four years is not a short period of time. No. I'm not asking you Democrats or independents to become Republican and conservative Stay the way you are. But this one time, you need to vote for Donald Trump. And why him and not the others? Because the other four or five individuals running on a Republican ticket are wonderful people. And they have great futures. No, they're not. at this moment in our history in this country. I know. That was also a... uh, No, most of them are dicks. (laughs) Most politicians are. Most. Yes, exactly. We have 96 people listening live right now, so we're so close hey, to that yeah, 100 come on, mark. Get to 100. Get to 100. Come on. Come on. Call a friend and get them to get on. Tell them, turn on the stream. Turn on the stream. We're trying to hit. It's kind of like, this is very important. We're trying to hit a big record. We are. Help us out. Call yeah. a friend. Yes. Everything is royally fucked, and you know it is. <laughs> well, that really goes right with everything, too. That's true. He's not wrong. No. <laughs> you know, the police department is diminished because of the Democrats. The board is wide open, bringing fentanyl in, illegal aliens, taking your jobs, your schools, and everything else. Drug trafficking, kids running around from across the border who we're nowhere to be found. We don't know where they are. It goes on and on. Your gas tank is now 415, 420 to fill it up. On and on and on. The regulations on your mom and pop businesses because of this over-the-top climate change bullshit. Yes, we'll get to the climate change, but right now we got a country to save. The Justice Department. The criminals running through the revolving doors of justice, beating old ladies in the subway and walking away. You need to understand that that can be fixed in four years because you took it to the moon, the left. And there's only one way to bring it back. And that's somebody hard and rugged and coarse and maybe a little ugly. And that's Donald Trump. I wonder if Donald Trump would like that as a slogan. No. <laughs> Hard and coarse and ugly. <laughs> Maybe so a little tough. bit ugly. Yes. Yeah. I like it. It's, uh, it's yeah. truthful. Mm. The swamp will eat the rest of those Republican candidates alive. They will never escape the suction of the mud and creatures in that swamp. Donald Trump owns the swamp. He doesn't answer to the globalists. You understand? Everybody else will. He won't answer to George Soros. There's no war. There was no wars when Donald Trump was in office. Now there's war and there's going to be more. Just listen to what I'm saying. Eat crow. We're not going to gloat and say, ha ha, I told you so. Just pull that lever for that man that you just can't stand looking at. For the benefit of your community, your children's future. Look around. If they're not going to have a future, the schools, the government teaches your kids, not you. That needs to be fixed and it will be. So I'm just asking you to think and eat crow. And let's get back to the chaotic balance that was fun. Conservative, liberal, we were here. That's what makes this place beautiful. Not here. Think, people. He, he has, he's really in on the eat crow bit. 
Really, he's all in on that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's coming out with a new T-shirt. Eat crow. Maybe. Eat crow. Vote Trump. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, weirder things have worked in the past. Yeah, whatever works. But he brings up the good points of the school system is now teaching your kids. And it's even worse than that because the parents overall are giving them the devices. So beyond just the schools being teaching your kids, which means maybe you're in a conservative, a small town, you know, not Tindley Park, Illinois, but a real small town out in the middle of America somewhere where the teachers are conservative and everything's fine. But the minute your kids on these devices, you know what they're being hit with. Mm -hmm. You know, the kind of propaganda that is there. There was a small town in Ireland. I saw a story last week, two weeks ago where all the parents kind of got together and decided that they're not, nobody's going to buy their kids a phone until they're like 12 or something. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, it's amazing. It's better. It's like no kidding. Life's better. It's that FOMO thing though. I mean, cause the minute one kid has it, then every kid wants it. Sure. But if all the parents stick together, it's like, I don't know. Kids brains are mush. They are not ready for social media. They're not ready for what they're going to get on the internet. Yeah. But they're ready to decide that, uh, they should have their, uh, their genitals cut off. Oh, of course. Yeah. They're, they're, they're ready for that by what age nine, 10. Right? Yeah. They're more than enough adults for that. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I don't know right. why anybody would even question that. I mean, that's right. obvious. So they're, but some Democrats are, uh, kind of seeing the error in their ways, which I thought this was a great story. I was kind of sad. It didn't have a direct quote from this lawmaker in Minnesota, but it's a a news story on exactly what happened to make this woman who was very defund the police think that maybe is not such a good idea. Three years since those riots and looting in 2020, uh, the near constant protests calling to defund the police. You remember all that. Minnesota Democrats even tried to abolish the entire police department in Minneapolis. With support from lawmakers like Elon Omar and the state's AG, Keith Ellison, today rampant crime remains a constant threat in that city. Minneapolis reports hundreds of carjackings and nearly 6,000 robberies in a car so far this year. The latest victim with a new point of view after she was attacked and beaten in front of her own children. Now she's calling for more law and order, writing, look at my face. Remember me when you are thinking about supporting letting juveniles and young people out of custody to roam our streets instead of holding them accountable for their actions. Senior correspondent Mike Tobin has more in our Midwest Bureau. Hi, Mike. And Dana, Democratic Farm Labor second vice chairwoman, Shivanti Sethanandan, says she is now part of the statistics and filled with rage after falling victim to a violent carjacking. Yeah, it was one of the reasons I pulled that because, you know, filled with rage. she's filled with rage now. She's one of us. <laughs> By armed young men. She posted this shocking picture to Facebook that shows her bleeding from the head, claims that she has cuts, bruises and a broken leg. Sethanandan says she was attacked right in the driveway to her house by four men with guns. It happened in front of her children. She said her attackers knew what they were doing, had clearly done this before. So she called for gun control and stiffer penalties. Part of her Post reads, catch these young people who are running wild, creating chaos across our city and hold them in custody and prosecute them, P. 
period. Now, this is a dramatic change of perspective from the liberal activist who three years ago was part of that movement to defund and dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. Here's a post from June 5, 2020. We're going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me. Dismantle the police department. MPD has systematically failed the black community. Now, her car was recovered by police, abandoned just a short time after the incident. Publicly, South Anandan praised the MPD officers from the 4th Precinct, as well as Mayor Jacob Fry. Now, carjackings are up in Minneapolis and nearby St. Paul, where Ramsey County Sheriff's deputies have taken an aggressive, proactive approach. Carjackings are down. Dana? Mike Tobin, thank you. Yeah, it turns out if you prosecute criminals, the crime goes down, Larry. Can you believe that? I don't believe that. It doesn't you sound right. <laughs> it doesn't sound well, she's right. That, she's, the, she's that old trope from a thousand years ago. What's the definition of a conservative? It's a liberal that just got mugged. Right. You know, right. and um, she's a fucking idiot. Yes. I have no sympathy for her whatsoever. Yeah, it's like, well, this is what happens because of your policies. And then, then you finally realize that. Oh, wait, this is bad because people are going to get hurt because if you're not prosecuting people for committing crimes, they're going to continue committing crimes. It has nothing to do with guns. Well, yeah, but she had to tag with that, didn't she? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, she did. Of course, we have to ask for stricter gun control. It's like, no, we have very strict gun control. And I'm all for if somebody commits a crime with a gun, throw the book at them. If you go in and rob a bodega, you go in and rob a store with a gun. Well, then it should be a minimum, you know, 10 year thing. It's like if you're convicted, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. But no, no, they're they're unfortunate. Don't you understand? We can't put them in jail. They're really the victims here. Yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. Yeah. But it is the uh, the government that we have. And I know uh, we, have, we both have a few clips on Joey who's uh, the clips on Joey are not getting better. No, well, maybe they are. Well, I mean, they're more fun than ever. I'll say yes. that. <laughs> yes, and uh, he's he's maybe being way more honest now. Well, with bef- before we get to the actual Joey clips, as a kind of a um, the flip side of uh, what Scott was saying about why you should vote for Trump. Here's a guy. There's a clip there called "Biden is in trouble," and it's a guy from. Um, Fox News, his name is something like Joel Chopo or something. I forget what his name is. But he gives a pretty damn good, concise uh, summation of why Biden is in trouble. And you might find it interesting. Question that every American voter should be asking. Do you think this president will get better with age or worse with age? It's a rhetorical question, right? Do you want the 86-year-old version of Joe Biden in the Oval Office, which he will be if he wins a second term? But forget about age for a second, because I think that's an excuse. Do you like the way the economy and Bidenomics is going for you right now? Do you like Are the you fact- better off than you were four years ago? Exactly. That worked, didn't it? Sure did. Are you happy? Do you feel safe in your own communities, given what's happening with crime? Are you happy with the fact that 7 million people have entered this country illegally? What's 7 million? 38 individual U.S. states don't have a population of 7 million, yet that's what's been happening, including hundreds on the terror watch list. Are you happy with the fact we just sent $520 million to Ukraine to make their energy cleaner? I could go on, Sean. Do you like the fact that would you agree with yes that's more money going to the people of ukraine than maui uh, in hawaii or the people in florida 
hundreds still missing, yeah. maybe a thousand dead, and we're tr- we're treating Ukraine better than Maui. But most importantly, do you think that abortion shouldn't be should be uh, carried out in the second or third turn? Turn that argument on its head because most Americans don't agree with that. Either way, if you ask those questions and it becomes an issues based election, Democrats are in big trouble regardless of who the nominee is. Sean, it's interesting. There was a poll. The most interesting thing that I pulled out of this one was young males. I mean, I know we're going to say male and female and people like, oh, what about all the others? (laughs) But young males in the United States are going Republican slash conservative and young females are going liberal slash Democrat, which I mean, really, if you're going to. If you're going to have this whole society where you're going to keep splitting people apart, the rich and poor, the black and white, I mean, going male and females, even better. Joe Jackson had a line in one of his songs. If there's a war between the sexes, then there'll be no people left. And it's like, well, that's kind of what they want. I think kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he had to. They got an interesting phrase uh, in the midst of his. of his monologue there, which was in an issues based based election. Right. And we haven't had one of those. I mean, well, we do, but the left does not vote on issues. The left votes on. He, he's a decent man. I like the way he looks. He looks like he's like going to be the daddy. To, he's going to just be big daddy and fix everything. You know, idiots, just fucking idiots. So how do you swing that back to an issues based election? Maybe this guy, because people, you know, pain is a pain is a motivator. Right. So people are going broke, filling their fucking tanks and bellies. Maybe they'll get the message. Joey's not your friend. Well, I think part of the midterms was based upon the uh, the topics because they were based on the abortion issue, which, again, the young women, this is why I believe the young women are going drastically more for the Democrats because they're being told, well, the Republicans don't want you to have control over your body. Sure. And the Republicans need to wake up and be like, um, you know, we're fine with abortion up to this point in these cases. And it's not making that the line in the sand is not really helpful. You're you're absolutely you're 100 percent right. However, at this point, even if they do say that the left is going to lie and say they're going to take away your your reproductive rights, which is you know what they like to call it. Yes. And people will believe that they hear that. Oh, okay, You know, they're never going to dig deeper, never going to get to the true facts. We want reproductive justice, Larry. Justice. There you go. Justice. Yeah. I watched one of uh, Peter Santangelo's. We've mentioned him before. The guy that goes into different areas and sees how things are going in neighborhoods. Usually the the, uh, some very bad neighborhoods in the United States and elsewhere. But he just did a video on Gary, Indiana, which I think right now is like number three per capita as far as the murder rate goes. I mean, it's a much smaller town as far as the amount of people there. So they don't usually make it to the top of the big list because they're not going to compete with Chicago and Baltimore and those. But Gary's a very dangerous city. I mean, they're famous for the fact that they spawned the Jacksons, the Michael Jackson and his brothers. Oh, is that right? They came from Gary. I didn't know that. Came out of Gary, Indiana. Their house is still there. It's a little, uh, you know, it's kind of a shrine. It's protected, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what was most interesting to me was that this guy that goes through the neighborhoods talking to people came across multiple people who moved to Gary 
because Chicago was just too crazy for him. <laughs> it was too violent in Chicago. So we moved to Gary. I'm like, that says everything you need to know. Yeah. That says everything you need to know. It's like, and that again is because you're not prosecuting the crimes. Sure. And it's again, it's that stick. You got to have the stick. If you don't have the stick, if you don't have the, oh, wow, if I get caught doing this, and it was something crazy. I saw a number the other day, and I don't remember if it was just like in San Francisco or which city it was, but it was like you had a 95% chance if you shoplift not to get caught, not to be prosecuted. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same in L.A. And I think it was up to 9%, the amount of people who, I guess you're you're replying to the polls, but 9% as adults said they shoplift. Like, really? 9% of the population is shoplifting now? Holy shit. That's Uh sad. Uh That is fucking sad. And I get it. I mean, I haven't done it, but I get, you know, when you walk into a store and you're like, well, everybody else is stealing. Why shouldn't I steal? Wow. I know. I mean, that's a big number when you're getting it at the 10% big, rate. Know, if you'd said one, one and a half or so, that, well, that's a, that's a problem. <laughs> 9%, that's a movement. That's holy yes. shit. And it's, <laughs> well, you see why all of these stores seem to be closing down in the areas that yeah. are the most crime-ridden. Mm-hmm. It's not, a, uh, not hard to figure out. No. It's like you have to be able to uh, you know, do something about that. And if you don't, then you have all of the stores leave. There was in, uh, I think it was San Francisco. One of the major grocery chains dropped all of the name brand stuff and only went with generic because the yes. people that steal don't want to, I guess they don't want to steal the generic stuff. Walgreens. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. There was a guy who did a great video too recently, um, about five minutes long. And it was called, I think market street is deserted. And I used to spend a lot of time up there. I loved San Francisco. I mean, years ago, it was such a cool place to, to go and hang out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Was really it the, was. the Latino guy who walked up and yeah. down Market Street? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was it was fucking, I mean, it was just all such high-end great shit. You know, Tiffany's and this and that. This We're, you know, we're not talking the Gap and, you know, Dunkin' right. Donuts. Um, there used to be a lot, it still is, but there used to be a fuck ton of money in San Francisco and um, probably much more than in L.A., and oh my God, it's just, it's so sad. It's just deserted. It looks like somebody set off a neutron bomb. Every storefront is for lease, soaped over, horrible. Right. And I've never been there. So that was basically their downtown corridor and all of these empty yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and, the, the, you know, before it was on its way when my kids were, I'm going to say, you know, maybe my younger one was a toddler and the other one would have been seven or eight or nine, whatever. I knew it was turning. And we, we went to San Francisco then, and I saw the handwriting on the wall. The, the, one of the best places there was called uh, Union Square. Very high-end uh, stores uh, all in the, in the area. Um, the, famous, the famed St. Francis Hotel, where they actually washed the fucking money. Okay? They, really, when you paid for cash, they would give you back crisp, fresh dollar bills that they had laundered because they didn't <laughs> believe in giving you dirty money. And the coins were all sparkling shut. Yeah, really. That's, that's, a, the, that was a thing. That was a thing. And if you, so if you think that, you know, that was cool. Wow, you should try the food there. I mean, it was amazing. That whole area had become a gauntlet 
of, of, of uh, junkies and you couldn't walk, you literally couldn't walk 10 feet without somebody sticking their hand in your face saying, give me money. It was fucking bad. And so, you know, I think we stayed like one night in town and then hauled ass up to Sausalito or someplace. Cause it was just, it was just too ugly. And that was a long time ago. That was probably 2008 or something. Yeah, but San Francisco is trying to tell you, no, this is all fake news. It's misinformation. Come on down. It's a great yeah, city. Wanda. Yeah, what's the Pelosi said after? Uh, remember, come to Chinatown. Right, there's no COVID here. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, do not believe what you're seeing. It's like yeah. that made no. Again, most of this stuff makes no sense. No, no. But Nancy and Joey together, they have like yeah. six brain cells, if that. But you've got a few, uh, well, and Kamala Eclipse. Where do you want to go? Let's see what we've got here. Maybe we could do a, uh, yeah. um, Yeah, since we're still with 9-11, those two two, uh, Cretans. Let's go with Kamala first, uh, complaining about, uh, or comparing 9-11 to to J-6. Oh, well, of course, because they were both. They're identical occurrences. Uh Uh-huh. Identical. Fellow Americans, good morning. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. Wow. What a fucking idiot. So let's see. We have attacked by a foreign enemy. We have attacked by terrorists. Yeah. Right. And then we have some people that broke windows and walked through the Capitol and uh, yeah and didn't kill anybody didn't kill anybody you know yeah satin's pelosi's seat though that's <laughs> right i mean well yeah. how, how, how you dare that. you how dare you how dare you sit in nancy's yeah. chair mm-hmm. that is just as bad as bombing pearl harbor yeah sitting well, in nancy's we chair maybe about, wor- yeah worse you know last show where these people they never ever refer to themselves anymore as public servants they call themselves officials and leaders and they think they truly think this fucking cretin um thinks that she's above everybody else and how and is how how dare you come to my place of you know where i where i legislate and without my invitation but by, by the way a place that we all paid for and continue to pay for every day it's not your place nancy it's ours it's the people's house fuckhead yeah making that comparison just continues to further show how out of touch yeah that these folks are nancy running for re-election too i don't quite understand really yeah wow i everybody's a bit surprised she'll win well of course because i mean who are you gonna vote for yeah with kamala this oh yeah there's there's dates that remind us and then this and Mm. they not only on our calendar but then they're in our collective it's like what yeah yeah, yeah. So then there's Nick and Nancy about a year after Kamala said that. You can hit that clip next. Nancy takes it a step farther. I think you'll enjoy what she says. And many of us gathered in New York for the 9 11 
Uh, now that was an assault from outside. Mm. What happened on January 6th, an assault from within. Horrible in both cases. It was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States. No one could have ever expected that or been prepared for something like that. But it. Wait, 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 wait. Nobody. One, he didn't do anything except give a few speeches. Never called for violence. Oh, said repeatedly, peacefully, go forth peace, peacefully and be heard. And if you're telling me that the capital of the United States, a country that, as we're speaking today, 22 years ago today, literally had terrorists attacking. You didn't think that maybe you should have beefed up security, that something could happen at any time? I don't understand this. Well, we could have never even thought of something like this happening. Like bullshit. Well, Go out on the street. According to Cash Patel, um, yes. Trump made a request for the National Guard and uh, Nancy told him to pound sand. Yeah, as Good did she. the mayor of Washington, D.C. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he wanted thousands yeah. of National Guard called up because he was like, well, hey, I'm kind of hearing there might be. Yeah, there might be some uh, the angry people. Mm-hmm. And no, no, we don't like the optics of that. We don't like the optics of having the National Guard outside no. of the Capitol building. And I can almost guarantee you, I mean, it's hard to replay any event in history. But the people that were at the forefront of going into the Capitol, if there are troops surrounding the Capitol, don't see that happening. No. Because would- then you would have to engage with armed soldiers that in order to try to do what you want to do so if they would have just listened to donald trump's request none of this would happen would have happened but they still want you to believe that he's the one that wanted it to happen yes and the other thing you hear a lot of they they they, they call it the lethal um day in history there's, there's only one lethality and that was ashley bambit and they they also will say repeatedly something like i don't know a big number, I don't know, 138, 140 cops or something were injured. Now, you know, there's nothing the left likes more than a good uh, AV dog and pony show, right? Where were these guys? Where were the guys on crutches with their necks and braces, with right. eye patches? I didn't see one fucking picture of anybody injured, seriously. Not one. Where are they? And did they mention whether they were going into the Capitol or whether they were working there? Or maybe there were police that showed up from all around the country that. Yeah. Uh, but where are the pictures of those those grievously injured cops? Where are they? I haven't seen Have them. Have you seen any? No. Have you seen any? No. No. But again, that's the narrative. The yeah. Donald Trump asking for that, that got buried so quick. And it's like, this is where two things don't make sense because you have to have intent. And this is the whole thing with the, well, Donald Trump was behind it. It's like, well, then you have to, you have to prove he's lying, which is something very, very, very hard to do because it comes down to, you know, if he believes that the election was stolen from him, then he's not lying about it. The only way they win is if they can somehow prove, and you can't, that he was saying these things while knowing they were a lie in order to cause the violence because that's exactly what he wanted. And I guess he's just playing like 14 D chess because he actually asked for people to have troops there so that this wouldn't happen. 
That's how smart he was. He knew they were going to say no. So asking for the troops that would have prevented this was actually going to be proof that he wanted this. Yeah, but do they really have to prove anything? All they have to do is stack the jury, and they're pretty good at that. Well, they already have. Yeah, well, that's yeah, so the problem. I, mean, so it's, I don't see any way he beats this shit because just the, the venue where this stuff is occurring alone foretells doom for him. I yeah, think. it'll go to then the Supreme Court. I mean, there's a lot of this stuff going on here, and I don't know Danny Masterson. I mean, I've watched the, you know, that 70s show and the ranch. I thought he was a, you know, good entertainer, but I don't know him personally. I don't know what his personal life was like, but anybody that is in the public eye that has people come out of the woodwork and say, this happened to me 20 years ago and they get a sentence to go to jail for 30 years. Like that just doesn't seem right. The justice system does not seem right when it comes down to a he said she said thing yeah like 20 years it's like maybe he did it maybe he's an asshole i don't know but this is where we are where uh they had letters that went to the judge and i want to know who leaked this fucking thing is this the friend of ashton kutcher yes. who's also being uh canceled now because of his support yes of him? exactly yeah. because these were the letters that were sent to the judge from ashton and his wife mila and there were other people including you know the wife of danny masterson who was an actress bijou phillips and there i guess were others that sent letters on behalf saying hey as we know this guy he's a stand-up guy he's a great father blah 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 it happens in every court case when there's going to be sentenced sure and as you said ashton kushner and mila kunis are being canceled or at least get getting raked over the coals because how dare you how yeah. dare you send a letter in support of your friend when there were women that were raped? It's like, do we have to keep going back through the, you know, the Duke lacrosse thing? There's been a lot of cases <laughs> yeah. where the woman that said she was raped lied. And it's horrible if it happened. Mm-hmm. But the concept that nobody lies, you can't go down that rabbit hole. This whole, well, no, there's a victim here. So you can't show support for the person who did it because there's a victim. Like, well, no, you have to be proven you have done it and anybody trying to prove something physically happened 20 years later and i believe one of the women claims he did this stuff and she still dated him for like years afterwards it's like well that's also Hmm. that's also a you don't get to charge somebody you don't get to be like well i continued dating him but he didn't marry me so now i'm gonna try to come back 20 years later and say he did this so i can send him to jail god it's a very weird world, which is why you never want to leave the house. You're very wise in that regard. You are. It's like people are just, it's absolutely insane. And I understand <laughs> some of this stuff where it's a civil matter. And that's one thing to be like, well, we're separating this guy from his money. There is a certain level of, uh, what, what do you call it? You The confidence in, which is why for most major things you know for murder rape these kind of things you want to get it without a reasonable doubt of course because the concept's always been we would rather somebody who did it walk the streets rather than putting somebody away who didn't and i don't see how you have a he said she said case two decades past the events and do not have any reasonable doubt at all 
So this thing is done. This actor's cooked. He's going away for 30 years. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Now, it's a, it's a federal beef. So if he doesn't get this overturned a, by an appeal. federal beef? What made it federal? I don't know. Hmm. But it is, which they're like, there's no way. You know, he's going to do at least that amount of time. Jeez. And it's a, uh, it's a, you know, very good lesson for people that are in the public eye to be very careful. Or if you just have money, you don't even have to be in the public eye. If you're rich, if you're white, if you're a guy, you're probably on the uh, list. Wow. It's going to be interesting to see if there is any kind of, uh, you know, appeals process. I thought the guy from the George Floyd thing was also going to be appealed out because there was more than enough evidence, again, beyond a reasonable doubt. And he may have done it, but this is another case of when. Somebody comes out with the evidence that said, well, you know, he had enough fentanyl in his system to kill somebody his size. Mm. Well, see, that adds doubt. That way you don't know if somebody did something. And he may have, and it would be horrible if somebody that did it walks away, but you have to look at all the evidence. And we don't do that in our country anymore. Everything's tried in social media. And Nancy Pelosi will tell us why, I'm sure. She will. But it had its roots in some kinds of white supremacy, anti-Semitism, <laughs> right. Islamophobia. <laughs> right. Let me go back here just so everybody can Isn't understand that incredible? this one. It's like the laundry list just rolls right out. Listen to that again. It's amazing. It was an insurrection incited by the president of the United States. No one could have ever expected that or been prepared for something like that. But it had its roots in some kinds of white supremacy, Stop. anti-Semitism. The guy that they now, with the highest uh, prison sentence, Enrique Tarrio, right, okay, uh, leader of the Proud Boys, who was not not on scene, is going away for 22 years, and he's a gay Cuban. Show me his, uh, I want to see his white supremacy card, his membership card, because they handed it to the wrong guy, didn't they? Yes. And how do you get that card? (laughs) I want to know how, I mean, they picked him up two days earlier for some other charge. But he's getting 22 years in the January 6th for causing it. But it's like, well, he wasn't. Mm. I mean, really? So what you're saying is he was on the Internet saying, rah, rah, we should really do something. We should crash the Capitol, whatever it was. Sure. And that is leading to all these other people like, show me the proof that 99 percent of the people that were at the Capitol knew who the hell this guy is. Yeah, really? Yeah. Good point. I mean, but I think it's probably not a big crowd. Yeah, they had to take him down that way because it sets a precedent for so they can say the sort of exact same shit at Trump. You know, oh, there's well, no question. Really, we just kind of feel like he was. You know, he, he didn't say anything, but we know we just know he was behind it all. We just know it because we're Nancy Pelosi. I've heard multiple people who are kind of more in the know in the news that follow this stuff that are like, "This is." I think Levin was one of them. That this is definitely everybody they can put away from January 6th is in the hopes that it also washes off onto Donald Trump. Sure, absolutely. That he was the reason why, because you know these people are saying, well, in, I think it was the Daily Mail, which not good for journalisming, but one of them that covered this guy's story was like, and then he made a bombshell announcement with a quote that was something like, well, and then, you know, I heard that, you know, my president or whatever had lost the election, you know, you know, admitting he finally admits that Donald Trump lost the election. And it's like, you have no fucking idea how to interpret English. Yeah. 
because somebody's saying, well, what I was seeing on the TV, I couldn't believe it said my president had lost. That doesn't mean he believes that he lost. It's like, I saw this on the fucking TV. Right. But again, it's like, well, no, this is a bombshell, Larry. Bombshell. Bombshell. Uh (laughs) Keep dropping the bombshells. We have the white, it's the white supremacist when it's a uh, Cuban gay guy. That's obviously. This obviously has roots in white supremacy. The people not believing that Joe Biden, the doddering fool, beat Donald Trump. That has to be white supremacy. What else could it be? Yeah, well, you know, Larry Elder, they said he was a white supremacist, too. Remember that? The the sage of South Central. So (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's really they will really grasp anything. anything. Yes. Just fucking say anything. Doesn't matter. Just say it. Well, because they know everybody's like, well, no, no, no. White supremacy is obviously bad. Yeah. Nobody's standing up and being like, yo, love me some white supremacy. <laughs> oh, boy. Somebody's going to ISO that one. Oh, yeah. But it had its roots in some kinds of white supremacy, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. Uh, that's how the. What a phobia? I mean, Islamophobia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I, she was I, having a know. stroke again. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't quite clear. Let me hear that again. Yeah. Some kinds of white supremacy, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. Yeah, she said Swamophobia, so I think yeah. that's something different. Could be, might be, yeah. Uh, that's how the, the FBI director describes some of what is out there when he has said the U.S. has more is, is more at risk from domestic terrorism than from global terrorism. Well, that's true, especially if the domestic guys are wearing um, navy blue windbreakers with FBI on the back. <laughs> Just ask uh, the folks who were barbecued at Waco. That was kind of a domestic terrorist operation, wasn't it? Yeah, the good old Branch Davidians. Mm. And let's not forget the uh, what was the young Cuban boy's name that? Uh, oh yeah, they um, went in Janet Reno, guns yeah, ablazing yeah. to get him. Yes, back yes. to his mother or father and yeah. The, yeah, so the FBI guy, he he knows quite a lot about domestic terrorism. But uh kind of as a as a participant, it would appear. Yeah. Oh, Elian Gonzalez. See, Elian Sir Bemrose knows the fabulous The fabulous Ryan Bemrose. He yes. knows everything. He should really do a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the concept that you have a higher probability of a terrorist attack from inside at this point we also have to go back to the fact that how many was it seven million people have crossed the border and what percentage of them have been tied to mm. terrorist groups well of course now yeah they're here i mean i mm-hmm. wouldn't expect them to be flying in yep that part is over but I, i've said it before i'm really surprised drones these kind of things haven't been used to uh you know the fact that these these commies that showed up at the Jason Aldean concert, the 12, 15, 20 of them, whatever they were, you know, you could have done a lot more damage just flying a drone into the concert. I'm just saying, you know, uh, I think it's all just for uh, the theater of it all. Yes. Yes. You want to get on the YouTubes. We want people to notice us. <laughs> but Joey, I'd like this one, uh, you know, the, that both clips here, Joey's sleepy following orders. And I don't know the gibbering one. I don't know if I have heard, but the gibbering, uh, well, well, actually, um, Joey follows orders. Just will deep six that one because it's actually folded into the, um, the gibbering, gibbering Joey, gibbering Joey. You think you're going to, you're going to like this. Oh, I think that's a good show title as well. 
Maybe. Where everyone was preoccupied with the notion of global warming. Not a joke. Did you ever think that? And there's a my my brother loves heaven. There's famous Stop. lines. My brother loves heaven. I think heaven. My brother loves having. Oh, I thought he said heaven. Well, I mean, he might Say have. that again. Let me, yeah. That's Joey. So it's kind of like Joey. you have to start. You have to have the little. Uh, what was it from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The Babblefish, the thing you put in your ear that translates on the go for you while you listen to. We need a Joey Biden Babblefish. Joe, did you ever think that? And there's a my my brother loves having there's famous lines from movies that he always quotes. You know, and one one of them is there's there's a movie about John Wayne. He's an Indian scout. There's a movie about John Wayne about, and he's an Indian scout. I don't think think the Duke ever played an Indian scout. I could be wrong. I don't know all his flicks, but I kind of doubt that somehow. And they're trying to get the, I think it was Apache, one of the great tribes of America back on the reservation. And he's standing with the union. So he's all on their, and they're on their horses and their saddles. And there's three or four Indians in headdresses and the Union soldiers. And the Union soldiers basically saying, the Indians, come with me, we'll take care of you, we'll be everything will be good. And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union soldier and says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lion dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming. But not anymore. All of a sudden, they all realize it. it's a problem. Stop. <laughs> you fucking, I mean, his, I call him soup brain Joey, but it's, when I used to say it, I think it was like maybe, you know, clam chowder or something. <laughs> There's no stock in the soup. And now it's either consomme Is or it liquefying. Uh, Is it getting clumpy? Yeah. It's like fucking bouillabaisse, not bouillabaisse. It's at a vichyssoise, just that fucking liquid. There's nothing in there, but liquid. I mean, holy shit. It's a problem. Oh, and then that, well, where have you heard that before? Get vaccinated. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. His delivery is very creepy. And to get to oh. that line was like a minute and a half of stammering Dribble. around, stammering nothing. Like, what the fuck is he saying? And he God. loves the lion dog face pony soldier. He's pulled that out multiple times. So it's one of his favorite lines. Yeah. He's just so gone. His brain. Is and there's gone. a lot of people lying about climate change. I agree. And it's the people on no. your side. If you notice, he's so out of it, he doesn't say climate change. He kept referring it to referring to it as global warming, which is like that's passe. That's right. that's twenty years old. You don't say that anymore because it was too specific. Well, there was a uh, just this week there was a scientist who came out and said that he had to intentionally edit papers that were published in the realm of the climate change because the large journals that are the respected journals they had to cover just one narrative so if you didn't hit the points they wanted they aren't going to publish it it's like well that doesn't say fair science now does it no does not so why why is that well i think we all know because there are a lot of lion dog face pony soldiers out there (laughs) and they're on your side joey i want to hear him whisper again that's just so creepy i want to hear it again don't realize it it's a problem it's a problem yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. Welcome to Planet Rage. 
Imagine him talking like that when he climbed into the shower with his daughter. Wow, I'm not even touching that one. And there's nothing like seeing the light. For and uh, I see. I'm just following my orders here. And there you have it. His, he's so supreme gone that he admits, I'm just following orders. That's all he does. He's a puppet. And that has been since he took office, this concept of like, I can only talk to certain people in the media. Somebody else is giving me yeah. a list of who I can talk to and who I can't. It's like, that is very concerning. <laughs> I don't even understand how people on the left aren't worried about that. Although I saw that uh the guy from uh, bill maher was making the left mad and i don't know where he was when he made this comment maybe it was his show or he may have been on cnn i'm one of those that he said yeah well you know if hunter biden was a trump it would be 24 7 news coverage every day for like the last three years yes and what, what do you mean? It's like, well, it's true. This is not equal justice. This is not equal coverage. And you want to know why people are so divided? It's because of things like that, because the news is pushing you like, well, no, no, this guy is so bad. We've got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And the reality is uh, the media is causing a lot of it. Oh, God, yeah. And we have a follow-up, uh, Eric Adams, where we talked about the uh, oh. the migrants coming into New York on the last show. <laughs> this is great, yeah. This just shows you how stupid they are. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And that is, a, it's a little bit cut down. Mm-hmm. They had it on Sky News, which I thought was fantastic because yeah. Sky News did the, the homework and they also pulled out the quotes from him when he had first took office and rah, rah, we are a sanctuary city, rah, rah, let them all come here, rah, rah. Yeah. yeah. That changed very quickly, but I thought it was interesting that he mentioned that, well, now we're getting Chinese. Now we're getting Russian speaking. Now we're getting a lot of this coming over the southern border. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying we need to secure the border? Is the mayor of New York City finally going to say we need to secure the border? Yeah. It's like, who cares who they are? Why is it different? Is it like, well, no, no, it's perfectly fine. If it is Mexican or if you're Venezuelan or if you're wherever coming just right up that pathway into the United States, then it's fine. But wait, when they're coming from China and Russia and oh, my God, no, we can't have that. Like, why do you hate the Russians? I mean, I don't get it. Right. Everybody that's a Republican that said anything about people coming across the border. Oh, they're just racist. They don't like brown people. I'm like, well, why Mm. why don't you like the Russians? Good point. Yeah. I mean, who cares who it is, right? Yeah. Well, that's, but that's the prison through which they see the world. It's all, all driven by, uh, racial, racial concerns. Terrible, but true. And then it's like, well, welcome to the problems that Texas and Arizona have had, there was somebody that was trying, it was the Biden administration now trying to pass a law 
that would force the migrants to stay in Texas while waiting for their hearings. And it's like, well, again, one, how are you going to do this? Because who's enforcing this? It's like, this is another bullshit law that's only on paper. Because if you're like, well, no, okay, you come in, well, you have to stay in Texas. It's like, well, why do you want to fuck up Texas? New York said, come on down. Chicago said, come on down. L.A., San Francisco, they all said, come on down. Say, I'm sure mm-hmm. Seattle, come on down. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, no, we can't have that. <laughs> it's like, but you can't just let them. It's like, well, are you going to put them in cages in Texas? It's like, how are you going to keep them in, yeah. in Texas? But again, this is a regime that just doesn't even understand the reality of uh of what's going on but it is the uh you know kind of a glimpse at what's going on in the world there is a huge yeah. video game that just came out mm-hmm. i know my buddy gene from uh unrelenting he's been playing this game non-stop like 17 hours a day i'm like dude the russian yeah the russian does eric adams say gene probably okay i mean if he knew him he certainly would it's an almost to hate him uh-huh exactly <laughs> But this was a guy, this was the best rant that I found on the internet. And it was in regards to this game and being, I guess it's a little bit woke because it's a brand new game out of Bethesda, which is a huge company that's been producing games for a long time. And you just can't keep the, uh, you just can't keep the current times out of this. And this guy, not very happy about it. Okay. I just want to say something to you, Bethesda. Just want to say a little little something. There is nothing I love more. Taking my headphones off, fuck that. Bethesda, there is nothing I love more than to 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 sit down, comfy chair, turn on my PC, fire up a brand new RPG, uh, uh, lose myself, think, oh my God, just think of this world. Just think of all the planets I can visit, all the immersive things that I can get involved with, all the fights, all the relationships, all the people I meet, all the places I go. I'm so excited to go there. And, you know, I love nothing more than with all of that laid out in front of me. I love nothing more than to be dragged out at every fucking conceivable opportunity so you can fucking parandeus. So you can what? Sorry, did you want to get immersed so in you, our world? Yeah. So you can current day us. Current day us. Yeah, so I, I guess that's. I'm not a gamer. I don't. What does that mean? Well, he's a British guy. I'm assuming what he what he's saying here is this is a game based in a mythical land, oh, and okay. you're bringing current day politics into Got this it. magical world because, well, you have to. He sounds a lot like Piers Morgan, by the way. Kind of, well, they're Brits. I mean, yeah. which also I mean, gives even his you voice is similar. A, you know, the nice thing is the British accent with the rage. Yeah. For some reason goes well. It does. And there was uh it must have been uh cuz it can't be rant. It was uh the keyword rage or ang was it angry? There's some like new Rolling Stone song that's about angry or rage or something and like everything I was searching for was coming back some new Rolling Stone song hmm. that has the video is a a very a pointy blonde in a convertible driving down the street. So I mean the stones still know what sell, even though they're like 90. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Sorry, did you want to get immersed in our world? Yeah, well, guess what? Fucking pronouns! Fucking oh. gender ambiguity! 
And I think this guy was legit. I mean, because again, yeah. there's people that are doing their rage or just because they have a YouTube channel. This guy appeared to actually be angry. Yeah. Fucking current day Californian shit. Because that's all we fucking know. Because we're boring. We're so fucking boring. We can't see past our own fucking reflection. That's the level of our narcissism here at Bethesda Western Game Company. Fuck your immersion. Fuck you having a good time. Fuck you falling into a world and just getting lost. No, no, no. Current fucking day. Fuck off. You're boring. <laughs> You're fucking dull. You have nothing to say. You are a one hive mind twat waffle. Okay, I like that. One hive mind what? Twat waffle, I think, is twat the waffle. twat it's waffle. A British thing. Yeah, right. I mean, I, that sounds like if somebody called you a twat waffle, it would probably be like, oh, that's not good, is it? Probably not a compliment. No. <laughs> right? It doesn't sound like. <laughs> Hello, sir. You're a very nice twat waffle. Yeah. You're boring. You're fucking dull. You have nothing to say. You are a one hived mind twat waffle. That's all you fucking are. And you wonder why people are getting so fucking sick and tired. You take everything we love, all our immersions, all our fantasies, all our escapism, and you just can't help shovel your dog shit fucking crap ideology into everything, every single solitary fucking thing. I mean, I don't think he's wrong. He's not wrong at all. And it's, uh, you know. I don't, I don't do video games, but it's pretty much everywhere else, isn't it? Right. Yes, it is. Well, that's it. It's in all yeah. sorts of entertainment. It's in your music. It's in your television. It's in the movies. It's in the books. Yeah. I mean, I hear the new James Bond is completely woke and that's in a, in a book form. So it's like, what? I yeah. don't, you know, why? What's the point? Yeah. We got to Then we got to go back and change all the problemary language. It's like we can't have, you know, Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer, whichever one had the, the problematic language. Sure. It's like, but no, you see, you're missing out if you're taking that those bits out of history. People then don't know how to interpret history. They don't know what the world was like. They don't realize that things have moved in a direction that, I mean, for a long time seemed like it was better. Now, maybe not. But I don't really play video games or care about that. But it is people that are very in need of an escape and it's like it's harder to get that escape because you go to your escape whatever that may be and that's been infected by the same stuff yeah, sure sure yeah I mean, you, but i mean what do you think joey does to escape and it's all, huh what do you think joey does to escape <laughs> anything do, or i think he, he's I th- well, I think he's going to tell us if you want to run that clip about Joey sleepy. Yeah, I was just wondering if he was like if he if he drifts off with a good book. If uh, I think he just drifts off. <laughs> regardless of what he's supposed to be doing, yeah, he just drifts off. Nobody likes having celebrated. Now I like the spacing the pauses yeah. of the like it almost seems like that had to be added yeah 
and by the way, he's, sta- he's, this is in Vietnam. He's standing at a podium behind him is old glory. And right next to it is the Vietnamese, uh, flag, which is fucking sickening. You know, especially this douchebag was a six time draft dodger and somebody affirmance he got for his bullshit asthma. Meantime, meanwhile, he also claimed he was a, a college football star. Do you have any football players with asthma? I don't, but maybe he was. Well, I mean, he uh, probably just rode the bench. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, 58,000 dead guys over there, and it's, it's, just, it's just fucking sickening. It really is to see this. It really, really is. International meetings. If you don't know what you want at the meeting, if you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Now, wait, who is he talking about that doesn't have a game plan? I think he's talking about G. I'm uh, not sure, but wow. I'm pretty sure it's, he's talking about G. Yeah. Joey's playing half dimensional chess while G's exactly. playing something a little different. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, talk, we talked about, we talked about at the conference overall, we talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the, uh, excuse me, third world, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Southern Hemisphere had access to change it, had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. You came with me. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count press thank, conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Amazing. She just, that was Kareem Jamal, whatever. What is it? What does Adam always call her? <laughs> it's got a great name. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, something or other. Something or other, yeah. And she just pulled his mic and said, okay, we're all done. You know, and he can't get, figure the, hem, the, the third world from the Southern Hemisphere and he's, he's so programmed to just spout the, uh, you know, the key words, access to, access to. What the fuck? I mean, the guy is totally fucking gone. Gone. I mean, there are a lot of third world countries where he's talking about, but that's problematic to call them that, I guess. Whatever. But you know what he's thinking. But yeah, I've never heard he's thinking, a, another. He's about his pillow. Yes. Yeah. He's tired. He, told he, wants, us that. he wants to go to bed. Yeah. And when's the last president besides Joey? that had a handler specifically just getting him away from the media. I don't yeah, remember ever it. seeing this ever. And by the way, how old would you estimate that woman is? Corinne Jean-Pierre. Yeah. She's in her thirties. You think? Yeah. You'd be wrong. Really? Yeah. That's what I, th- I thought she was late twenties myself. That woman is 49 years old. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, she should be doing a whole different type of a product because she looks Absolutely. good. Absolutely, she should be like a <laughs> spokeswoman for you know Cover Girl cos whatever the fuck she's putting on her face. It's working. Right. Oh my god, <laughs> it is age defying. Totally. And see, this is where we're in full producer mode, and uh, mm-hmm. we're not being rude. I mean, she's she has no brain, but I mean, she looks good. She looks fantastic. I mean, I just couldn't believe that when I and I double checked, I triple checked it in several places. She's forty nine years old. Well, see, then you give her a lot less leeway for being completely stupid because exactly. I always thought that this was a rookie. Yes. You know, that sort of came out of nowhere. And OK, she really doesn't can't find her way because she's a, the new kid. You know, <laughs> she's been around a long time. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that is no good. That is no good. But I mean, you know who else has been around a long time? Oh, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. You got to to you, buddy. A little Keith in the uh, in the holster <laughs> there, just, just to make everybody happy. <laughs> One-legged Trump challenges President Biden 
to a mental ass-kicking contest. Enraged by a poll showing half of Americans think he is too old to run for president, Trump loses it. Quote, I hereby challenge Biden to acuity tests. He has flashed back to the high point of his presidency, maybe of his life, when he was able to pass the non-dementia screening and repeat person, woman, man, camera, TV without screwing it up, thinking, quote, I proved I was all there. I aced it. I aced the test. As always, Trump tries to cheat, adding, quote, I will name the place and the test and it will be a tough one. Nobody will come even close to me. And as stupid as it sounds, Biden must accept immediately. And when Trump never shows up, the president must remind the world every day that Trump failed to even take his own acuity test. It is his magic wand. Impossibly, Trump has also suggested feats of strength. Well, golf. And I will say, Keith, that today went from the Harry Carey glasses to like a Harry Potter glasses, which is very, oh, really, yeah, very weird. The little... So think a, a John Lennon glass, really? but make the frames like 20 times wider. So round, but it's still the colorful big frame around the round lenses. Hmm. Like, what's that all about? What is that about? And it's hard to understand when he's like quoting himself or whatnot, because he is not a very good speaker. No. Also, we wait for news from Jack Smith's extrajudicial statements filing, the bright line from 9-11 to Trump and American fascism, and now he belongs to the ages. Chuck Todd leaves Meet the Press. Chuck, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. In fact, don't let both sides of the door hit you in the ass on the way out. He thought that was funny, too, by the look yeah. on his face. I mean, I don't I like Chuck some... Todd, but I mean, I guess no. these guys will eat their own because I thought he was one of theirs. Well, I'd say that's uh, the green eyed monster, some you know, professional jealousy there. I mean, yes. Chuck Todd held down a way bigger job than Keith Fuck had ever dreamed of getting. So not, not that I'm a fan of Chuck either, but, uh, you know, comparing resumes, Keith, Keith doesn't measure up. Yes. And, and further proof is a uh, a, a squirmish over on Twitter that he had with David Boomer Wells, who spent some time here with the White Sox, but a lot more with the Yankees. And there was something on there about David Wells. Somebody asked him if he would ever drink Bud Light ever again, and he said, nope. And Keith Oberon responded with, bullshit. David Wells would drink wood alcohol, another fucking fraud. To which David Wells responded, Keith, Shut the fuck up. Just because you never played the game and all you did was work for ESPN and talk shit on all of us players because you have a degree in journalism makes you an expert on putting athletes down. And that's even if you have a degree. Stick to your politics. Nice. Yeah. Good. I would like to see a cage match between David Wells and Keith Olbermann. I'd rather see one between Riley Gaines and Keith. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. This is. This- both would be fairly entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I think Riley Gaines might have mercy on Keith that once he was down, she would stop pummeling him where David Wells probably uh, yeah. more on the other other side of things. If I remember the story right, David Wells, when he was uh, with the White Sox and then traded away or let go, it was during a game that he was pitching. And I guess he was removed from the game. As far as I remember this, I have to go back and look at the details, but the manager came out, took him out of the game, told him that 
And he just walked out of the, he just left. He didn't, he didn't shower. He just walked straight out of the ballpark and took off. <laughs> and he pitched out David. Well, he did pitch a perfect game at one point, I believe. So, oh, okay. but he was one of these guys. Uh, he wasn't as out of shape as a uh, Bartolo Cologne and never got that old, but he was one of these guys where you looked at him and you were like, Oh, you must be a pitcher because there's no other way you belong on the, on the baseball diamond. He was not an athletic looking dude, but a big guy. Well, was that right? Do pitchers tend to be in less good shape than other players? They certainly could right? be. Why? Oh, I mean, if you ever saw Charlie Huff pitch back in the day, he looked like he was 75 years old and frail. Really? But he would throw the, uh, he would throw the, uh, the spitter mm-hmm. and the knuckleball and was able to get people out. So pitchers are a whole different mentality. Okay. Just like Keith is a whole different mentality. And what did Babe Ruth play when he was on the field? He was a pitcher. And then uh, I believe played. Was he a first baseman? I know he was a pitcher when he started or was he an outfielder that I don't know. Okay. I don't remember seeing him play. All right. I'm sure you wouldn't, but I mean, I always think of like the out of shape ball player. I think of him. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, he certainly looks that way. Yeah. Oh, and that says that was in Detroit. He was with the White Sox at the time. Right. And he was just like, gotta go. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, but it's like, I like it. It's like that the attitude we need. We need more people to fight back. I don't think yes. anybody likes Keith Olbermann. That's the funny part of the. I don't think anyone does really. I don't know who respects his opinion enough to listen to his podcast. No, oh, Digi Kura says I, I could be a pitcher. See, thanks. I, <laughs> I've got the same profile. Well, you know, I would take the salary. Yeah, I would take the salary. No doubt about it. Yes. It's a little better than a podcast salary. It's a value for value show and all. Yes. Uh, we got one last thing here. And this I just pulled in here because we've been having some uh, some issues with the dishwasher. And I found this was hmm. one of the things that popped up with uh, with Bill Burr talking about dishwashers. And, you know, after Keith, it's always good to give people a little a little something to laugh about. A, a palate cleanser. Yes. Yeah. All right, you want you want to hear the biggest the biggest fucking scam ever and this is such a big fight between me and Nia all the time is the use of the fucking dishwasher I think the dishwasher is one of the biggest scams other than the Federal Reserve it goes Federal Reserve Ice Cube's anger and then the dishwasher (laughs) (laughs) and you can throw Skip Bayless in there somewhere his his screaming and yelling somewhere you can throw it in there somewhere I don't give a fuck, um, you know it's all it's all up to personal opinion. The dishwash it doesn't fucking wash dishes, and I know this is a Seinfeld bit. Why they call it dishwasher? They should call it the wet and hot washer. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. The dishwasher does not scrub the dishes. It basically, like, you ever take a piss and there's a skid mark in the toilet and you just start peeing on it? That's what a dishwasher does, you know? So basically, if the food has been there long enough, it's not coming off. All right? And my lady will fucking put dishes in there and they'll stay in there for fucking days. And then she runs it and it gets it gets most of it done. You know, and then I go out to make myself an egg and there's fucking dinner from fucking three nights ago. A couple of like skid marks in the toilet. Lasagna skid marks on the fucking plates. It drives me nuts. 
I had a hissy fit, everybody. Okay? I, I literally, I had a hissy fit. I'll even call it that. If you saw it, you would have laughed your asses off because I was here by myself cursing and screaming when I couldn't figure out why we didn't have any fucking forks. Where are the forks? And then I finally was like, you know what? I bet they're in the goddamn dishwasher. And I went over and opened the dishwasher and there was like fucking 10 plates in there all with this shit that you couldn't get off. Yeah, I'd have to hire one of those fucking guys who paints cars at this point to come over here with that sandblaster to get this shit off. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking too much about this shit, but the dish, dishwasher is completely, it's a scam. It doesn't fucking work. And for some reason, it adds value to your house. When people show up, does it have a dishwasher? Oh, honey, they have that thing that doesn't really work. And he's not wrong. Well, I'll make a prediction here. He'll be divorced within two years. <laughs> right there. Okay. It's doomed. That marriage is fucking doomed. Yeah. And, yep. and we all knew that. Okay. It's, it's, you know, if you don't, if you don't, there, there was a, a, a big ad campaign. I think it was, it was, maybe it was from Cascade um, dishwashing powder. And the tagline was skip the sink. Right. Bullshit. Right. If you skip the fucking sink, you're going to get exactly what Burr is talking about there. Gunk baked on plates. Now that's and where my fact- wife comes to like, oh no, the dishwasher will do it. It's like, no, rinse. No, it won't. It won't. You got to You got to actually, what I usually do is I'll just, I keep a brush in the sink. I'll just br- run the faucet brush. Off. So for in my, what I'd like to do is strip the, uh, if it says somewhere in the dishwasher, I don't think it says dishwasher, but I should just put a, a label over that says dish sanitizer. Cause that's yes. what it really does. Right. You leave it on that hot, dry shit. It's baking, you know, whatever. So it's going to kill anything you missed. That's really what it's about. Right. Yes. To kill the germs, to kill the things. That's yes. why there is specifically a sanitized mode. Yes. Yes. And I noticed that we, for whatever reason, and I may have bitched about this before because we have Chicago water, mm-hmm. but for the longest time, this area was not, it was well water. Right. But even though we've moved to Chicago water, the amount of impurities that are coming down the line and notice that the dishwasher wasn't working quite that well. And really was the first time I paid much attention to, okay, pull the, you know, the tray and the bottom out. And it's like, oh, that little black circle, which heats everything up, I guess. That's the heating element. Yes. Caked in the calcium. Ooh. So it's like, oh, it's not heating it up. That'll do it. That'll do it. It'll explain why the dishes aren't getting clean. So, and it's like a lot of them were like, well, all you have to do is remove that and then you can put it into a bucket or whatever with your CLR or your vinegar. Right. And for some reason, mine. I'd have to find the service manual. It's like, but there was nowhere that looked like the thing would easily come out. Mm-hmm. So it was, well, let's soak some paper towels and vinegar and then wrap it around it and leave it That's overnight. What I do. Good idea. That's yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. And then use a little bit of a Brillo pad to try to take everything else off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the dishwasher, they're not magic. The wife calls it a they're magic not. box. They're not. And so many people also think that a garbage disposal is an atom smasher. <laughs> it's fucking not. Really, all it is, it's like a weak blender. It just stirs yes. the fucking gunk around. I mean, it's a complete... I think the garbage disposal is a much more bullshit appliance by far than the dishwasher. And then it and sends some, everything down your pipes. Yeah, and, and people that do that, um, I don't know, sometimes you know, you go to some, someone's house, whatever, and you get within four feet of the sink and you want to hurl... Because they've been shoving fucking, you know, right. pork chops and shit down that 
down that garbage disposal and it's just been festering in there. You know, a, f- a fucking snake is going to crawl out of there one day. It's just disgusting. I, I never use them ever. They're worthless. No, when we moved into this house, the guy that came to do the plumbing was a friend of a friend. And we're like, oh, we'd like to put a dish, uh, disposal in. And he's just like, don't. Don't. Yeah. He was an honest plumber. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't need yeah. it. Uh, don't d- let me ask. I get asked this in the troll room. I am, however, a fan of the of the Cascade Complete Powder, right? And if there's a burnt pan or whatever, you know, before I'll ever attack it with Brillo or brush, you put some water in that, throw in some of that powder. A couple hours later, it basically rinses off. That shit will eat through anything. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's amazing. Um. But I can't find it anymore. It's like they've outlawed it or something. Now it's only these these fucking. It comes in a pod type thing. Yeah, the pod stuff. Yeah, but I w- I want that box of powder for exactly that reason because I can sprinkle it around in uh, in a in a burnt pan and it really it does it almost magically. Um, and I'll tell you another. Here's another household tip. <laughs> you get a clogged toilet, right? Pour a pour a couple of fistfuls of that stuff down there with some hot water. It dissolves everything, including that stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's the magic. That's the magic. So for us, it's the uh, if you want to clear the pipes, you use uh, the Dawn with the uh, like the antibacterial or whatever in it. Oh, and uh, that seems to work. But mm-hmm. yeah, I have to try because I've been just getting the Meyer brand to put into the dishwasher and it's a liquid. It's like, yeah, the powder is probably better. Yeah, I, I've always found that. The liquids. So those are household just, tips from, from Planet Rage. Hey, so you never know <laughs> what you're going to get on Planet Rage. Can I take my apron off now? I think I'm done with this. Do you have one at the house? You're like, we're in the apron. I mean, I'm the only one that no. cooks here. So, uh, oh, is that you're the chef? Huh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't want to wind up in the hospital. So I do the cooking. <laughs> it's a much better way to go. <laughs> but this is a value for value podcast. We put it out there. There's no paywalls. You get to decide if you've gotten any value out of it whatsoever. And if so, you can go over to planetrage.show and click that donate button. Use the crypto thing. You can use the P.O. box address. If you're in the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, you can send us Satoshi, send us a boost, which a lot of people have for this show. And we have a few people to thank, which is always nice, including coming in. And this is going to just get under and under Sreeny's uh, just, just going to get under Uh-oh. his skin because uh, Kendra Lamont, Dame Kenny Ben comes in with $30 today. Wow. Thank you, Kenny, Ben. She says, Planet Rage, I'm finally home. I drove from Connecticut to California and back again, 8,000 miles. My dad and I stopped at Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, Yosemite, Redwood, Sequoias, etc. What a trip. Kisses and hugs, Kendra. Well, one, we're glad that you survived the road trip. Yes. Two, we hope your dad enjoyed the Planet Rage that you forced him to listen to. <laughs> that is appreciated. It's always good. You yes. get your new listeners one at a time. Oh, and I will say, when we were listening to the Bill Burr thing, I checked 101 people on the oh, street. Right. We broke the triple digit. That's fantastic. Thank you, trolls. We can only grow from here. So, yes, thank you to everybody currently listening on the Mighty No Agenda stream. And thank you, Kendra, for the 30 and Srinivas Murti. Srini, Srini. Coming in with the 2602 as he did the last show. Thank you, Srini. And that is very much appreciated. No note on this one. 
Okay. Hey, I got to back up to Kenny Ben just for a moment. I didn't know that she is a resident of my new home state, Connecticut. Um, I hope to see her. I'm going to attend. I plan on attending my first no agenda meetup ever, Ooh, which is on the uh, 23rd of September in a, in a little town called Higginham. So uh, if anybody's listening or whatever, I'd like to meet some people who are, uh, you know, in the morning. So that, so that's kind of turning it into a no agenda slash that Larry show slash planet rage meetup. There you go. Yeah, that might get crazy. Infectious. <laughs> that might get crazy. <laughs> but yep. thanks to Srini for the 2602. Uh, thank you, Srini. Yes, sir. Dame Slamey coming in. Dame Slamey. With her monthly $20. No note. But the last time I think she just said fucking rage or something like that. <laughs> and that works. That <laughs> does. And we appreciate that. Captain Oblivious coming in with 555. And thank you. Thank you, Captain. Then there are the boostograms. These are the ones that came in here uh, before the show. Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley came in with 33,333 Satoshis, who said, boosting the live show even after the live show, keep raging. That was right after the last show. And thank you, Sir Sean. And then the next one is CSB, who, of course, he wants you to read it because your voice is so much better than mine with his 15,033 Satoshis. Here you go, CSB. Where else can you get this kind of personal attention? Howdy, Darren and Larry. Please inform your podcast listeners that they can visit my fun cartoons at www.csb.lol. Or follow me on platform X slash Twitter at the handle at CSB, which is just three letters. Yo, CSB. Yo. Now, I, I don't know if he thought we had to point out to people that CSB was only three letters because they might be confused. Well, I like that. He's, he's specific. He's a belt and suspenders kind of guy. So I, I'm, I'm good with that. He is yeah. covered on all. He does. Indeed. You got to be specific. True. Memes 1337 comes in with 1337. Leet boost to sustain the rage. Quote. Thank you, Memes. There's a sort of rage a man feels when he's been deceived where he most trusted. It compares to no other anger. Orson Scott card. So what he's talking about is betrayal. Yeah. He says, keep calling it out, fellas. And that's what the show does. We aim to please. Baroness Love and Light came in with 333. Dale Jr. and Sir TJ, the wrathful. They were streaming while they were listening along. And then we had a few that came in during this show including our buddy net ned with ten thousand satoshi says new york was destroyed when it elected more liberals like eric adams yes well Mm -hmm. that's where chicago went bad that's where san francisco went bad and down the line and then we've got let's see here there are three from our buddy sir seat sitter oh wow sir seat sitter 6900 a piece and he says wait there are still people who think 9-11 wasn't an inside job. <laughs> and then a link to a YouTube video. Sir Seats it or come on, you're going too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> this very thorough and verifiable documentary should be a cure for that. And again, another link to that. And then he says, love you all. Love the show. Well, we love you too. Sir, we Sir do Seats love Sitter. you, Sir Seats it and your show. And we don't all have to believe the same conspiracy theories that you find on YouTube. The important thing to believe is the ultimate truth, and that is they're out to fuck you. 
Yeah. That there is no doubt about. No doubt. No matter what, you're probably getting fucked. Mm-hmm. But not if you listen to this show. Planet Rage, it's your weekly way to start the week off. Get a little bit of, uh, get that rage out early so you can just relax the rest of the week. Yeah. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by going to planetrage.show slash donate. Or if you're in the podcasting 2.0 world, if not, go to podcastapps.com and get some Satoshis in your wallet. Then you can just every time when you're listening to a show, somebody says something you like, boom, you can send a note. You can send some funds back our way. You can send some value back. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Now, do you have any idea what's coming up on that Larry show this week? I don't. I don't, but if you've missed uh, the previous weeks, check out uh, that episode. It's trending very nicely. People seem to enjoy it called uh, Secret Codes You Need to Know, and it can really save your life. It can make sure you don't get a, a shitty meal at a restaurant or, you know, when the ship's about to sink, you'll know, <laughs> right. you'll know what's going on. So enjoy. Now, how about you with uh, random thoughts, Darren? What do you got? I don't know, but it probably will go. be Wednesday this week, which will be good. <laughs> yeah. Which will be good. I mean, it's finally a nice, cool week in Chicago. I got good. the new exercise bike. Uh, good. And, and things are all moving in the right direction, we hope. Although, you know, it'll be snowing soon. Oh, no. Don't we'll, say that. we'll be complaining about that. something. I mean, hell, there'll be an election. Things will go either really well or really poorly. Yeah. The 401k will either go on night and crypto will go to the moon or we'll all be broke. No matter what. Yeah. Oh, looking at the uh, crypto, it's down today. So we need way more. You got to send way more crypto <laughs> to, to yes. benefit us for the uh, the crypto going down. But either way, we will be back next week on Monday. Same rage time, same rage channel. In the meantime, you can go over to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B-thoughts.com. If you want more of my shtick or whatever you is, you don't may miss his most recent episode about the chick who hit a gun in her fat fold. You don't love it. <laughs> It's all real news if it's on the internet. <laughs> and go over to that LarryShow.com. And hey, he even has a Patreon that you can hit up for way more good stories. And uh, there's always more to come. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. With all that said, we will be back next week. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. I guess I should have the uh, outro. That would be good. <laughs> you know, it's just, this Play is it on us. <laughs> no, it's, where is it? Oh, and it's got to be here somewhere. No, it's here. No, it's no. Is it over there? No, it might be over, over here. It's under that thing. It's got to be there. It's got to you know be somewhere. Be? It's going to be in the last place you'll look. I guarantee it. Oh, well, that yeah. would explain it. There you are. It's in Blue Douche's trunk. <laughs> the U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.